The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Falato on Football here on the Big Blue View Radio Network. I am the host Nicholas Falato, and we are in the middle of training camp right now, the first week down and there hasn't been hitting. We're still waiting for that. According to the New York Giants, there should be pads this coming Tuesday. We have boots on the deck there with Ed Valentine who covered many of the big stories coming out of training camp. On Friday show, I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that. A lot of it included the Kelvin Benjamin saga that is now over, showed up overweight. There was some sort of kerfuffle between him and Joe Judge, and now he is unemployed. To the best of my knowledge, everything I can collect, it seems like Kelvin Benjamin just continued the petulance that he showed in Carolina and briefly in Buffalo, didn't play football for two years, and then ended up on the New York Giants, and now he is not there anymore, and the Giants will continue to go on. I I think Ed Valentine said this on his show. I'd be surprised if anybody worked out Kelvin Benjamin since this was Dave Gettleman, the general manager that drafted him, but that story is now f- going to be forgotten eventually, but... I want to talk to about a little bit more of an important story, and that was the Shane Lemieux situation. It does seem like this injury that he suffered, he was carted off the field. It seems like it will only be a couple weeks. He'll be ready for week one by just estimation at this point. He's going to avoid surgery, and that's a great thing to hear because Shane Lemieux, he had his struggles in pass protection. He was one of the worst pass protecting guards in the National Football League last year, but he is a very vital asset when it comes to those counter runs that the Giants love to utilize. They love to use GF and GT runs. That's guard and then the F back, which is that H back. HF, you can kind of use it interchangeably. They're also known as tracers or sniffers, which is played by Caden Smith when they pull the backside guard and then they have Caden Smith follow and take the most dangerous man in the hole off the kickout block from the end man on the line of scrimmage. That's usually Shane Lemieux. They like running Shane Lemieux as the backside guard because he excels in space and he's pretty quick out of his stance to locate that end man on the line of scrimmage brings just a ferocious nature to that play. So it's unfortunate he's going to miss some early time in training camp. We hope, shouldn't be certain that he's going to be available for week one, but the fact that he was carted off and now we're only hearing a couple weeks according to Ian Rappaport, that's a huge sign for the New York Giants. It was Kenny Wiggins who has some experience playing in the league, didn't really play much last year, and now he's about 31 years old. He stepped in and filled in on the offensive line 
instead of Zach Fulton, who's a little bit more newer to the team. It could be a product of that. But that prompted the Giants to look at a few other options, which we will talk about here in a little bit. Now, Ed has done an excellent job breaking down what is going on in training camp, so I'm not going to dive too deep into that, but I wanted to kind of familiarize the Giants fan base and the people who listen to this Big Blue View podcast feed about some of the newer Giants that they brought in. Look, with the Kelvin Benjamin vacated, with Taquan Mazel being put on injured reserve and then inevitably being released, there was a couple roster spots open. So the Giants dipped into the free agent well and brought in some guys. And I think it's important to recognize that these guys are available for a reason. Now, these are 90-man rosters for all 32 NFL teams right now, and these guys were available. So I think we have to break that down, but there should there could be some context as to why they were available, whether that be opt-outs, whether that be whether that be them being injured or what have you. But the Giants went out and they signed a couple guys. First, they brought back the one, the only Alfred Morris. Now, Alfred Morris does not have the juice. He's not a home run hitter. He's not, he doesn't excel with his burst, but what he does do well is he knows Jason Garrett's system. He has really, really good vision and feel for the blocks, and he doesn't have many wasted steps. He's a professional, and I think it's important that they brought him back now that we have Sandro Platzgummer uh, on the NFI list. We have Saquon Barkley on the PUP, on the PUP list, and he's probably not going to see any time in preseason. I highly doubt that, and I think it's already been ruled out. And he'll be very limited because the Giants are taking a very conservative approach, as they should, in training camp and up until week one. So why not bring back somebody who's comfortable with the offense, somebody Jason Garrett can rely on, and somebody who did a solid job spelling Wayne Gallman. Yes, it wasn't exciting. He's not the most exciting running back. He's never going to be. But he's somebody who can get you three to four yards, hit the hole. If the blocking's good, he's going to get you possibly six, seven yards. And then he can lower his shoulder and fall forward because... Alfred Morris is solid at doing that. He's not somebody who's going to get hit and planted. He picks up those tough yardage. So the Giants bring him back to pair with Corey Clement, to pair with Devontae Booker right now. And I'm open to that. You have 90 men. I want this roster to be full all 90. It seems like for a couple days they were not as they were waiting to see who exactly they wanted to bring in. There was talk that they were going to work out Austin Ryder, who was the center for the Kansas City Chiefs. I was really excited about that, but they ended up going with somebody else. And I'm also pretty excited about this addition. And again, like I said earlier, there are reasons these guys are available, but the Giants added former Dallas Cowboys center, Joe Looney, to their 90-man roster. And I think this is a wise move because Looney is has been a depth piece for the Dallas Cowboys since 2016. He knows Jason Garrett, obviously. Jason Garrett's bringing back a bunch of guys that he's aware of, Alfred Morris, Joe Looney. But this is also somebody who has played significant snaps in his career. Last year, he had, or 2018, he had 729 pass blocking snaps. He only surrendered one sack. Yes, he gave up 27 pressures. That's still a lot of snaps. He played over 1,000 snaps in total. And then last year, he played a total of 764 snaps. And he has that experience in zone, in gap, and running a bunch of different Jason Garrett type of plays because he's done it for such a long time. And this guy was a... Somebody who came into the league, drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the fourth round out of Wake Forest back in 2012. He's 30 years old right now. And he's somebody that, when you talk to people who watch the Cowboys, who break the Cowboys down, 
they say, okay, this is a guy who can play. He's not somebody who's going to dominate. He's not a Quentin Nelson or anything like that. No one's trying to make him out to be, but he's somebody that if you suffer injuries along your offensive line, you can have him step in there and he's not going to be a liability. And that's what the New York Giants need now. Because the New York Giants, if they had their ideal offensive line out there on week one it would be Andrew Thomas at left tackle Shane Lemieux at left guard Nick Gates at center Matt Parrott at right tackle Will Hernandez at right guard and the oldest guy there is Will Hernandez at 25 years old but that line possibly has the most upside if all those guys end up developing to the level that that Joe Judge and Jason Garrett hope that they can reach under Rob Sale's tutelage but behind those guys, you have those veterans, you have the Nate Solders, you have the Zach Fultons, you have players like that, and now you can bring in a guy like Joe Looney, who can be that veteran, who can provide that leadership, who can step in and be a competent starter if you need him to be, because he's done it before for a really good offensive line unit in Dallas that features Tyron Smith, that features Zach Martin, uh, Doug Free back in the day, you have Connor Williams, so there's a lot of talent there. Now you get... Joe Looney, New York Giants. I love this move. This is I'm all about creating competition, and it's not even certain if Joe Looney has a chance or definitely a chance, but that he will make this roster. He's going to be competing with guys like Zach Fulton, with guys like Kyle Murphy, who was an undrafted guy out of Rhode Island last year that the Giants are reportedly high on. Kenny Wiggins, Chad Slade, all those types of guys. But Looney has some tape out there that is really solid. So I'm I'm intrigued by this signing at this point of the offseason and he should acclimate well to what Joe Judge and specifically Jason Garrett really want to do so good on the New York Giants to go out there and get an offensive lineman for depth we've been pounding the drum for that for how long and they looks like they chose Looney over Ryder but who knows maybe they're still looking at adding depth and they'll bring in Ryder as well if they want to release somebody else but they also signed another player and that's Todd Davis. Todd Davis is a player I remember back during the 2018 offseason. The Giants were sniffing around him, but he ended up going back to the Denver Broncos, the team that drafted him back in 2014, and he signed a three-year, $15 million deal. And he didn't get to live out that deal because he was cut by the Broncos mostly due to the fact that he had this calf injury in training camp and could never really get healthy and his play was somewhat declining he was getting I don't want to say he was getting old because I don't think that's genuine because he's only 29 years old right now but I think the Broncos really like some of the guys that they had behind him so he was released in 2019 and picked up by the Minnesota Vikings in 2020 a defense that was pretty abysmal by the standards of their head football coach who is one of the better defensive minds in football, Mike Zimmer. But Minnesota, when he was there, he had a 15.4 missed tackle rate. He only had 12 stops. He wasn't really reliable. Now he's getting encroaching on that 30-year-old mark at 29. But the Giants need the depth, that linebacker. I still think that they need that depth, even with Blake Martinez coming off of the COVID list and he's reportedly smiling and everything seems to be back to normal again. He could have been a close contact. It's a little bit unsure what happened there. But you have Tay Crowder behind him. You have Reggie Ragland, who's on the NFI list. That's somebody else that the Giants may have to rely on. Then you have guys like Devontae Downs, TJ Brunson, and then the anomaly that is Carter Coughlin, according to Ed Valentine. He's having a really good camp. According to other people I've heard, Patricia Trena, who has her boots on the deck out there, 
He's having a really good camp. So that's really intriguing for Carter Coughlin that he's making the most of his reps at the linebacker position. But now Todd Davis can come in and try to compete for a roster spot. This is somebody, like I said before, the Giants had interest in. Dave Gettleman had interest in. So best of luck to him. Somebody that I wish I can really get my hands on the tape, but as many of you probably are aware of, NFL Game Pass is abysmal, and it's not up right now to reach the All-22 film, but I'll figure out a way to get my eyes on some Todd Davis tape at some point and give a more comprehensive, I guess, summary of what he's going to offer the New York football Giants, specifically from his 2020 film and not his 2018 film, which I dipped into a little bit back in the day because the Giants were interested and I saw a player who was athletically capable, who read his keys really well. So from a mental standpoint, I I, I don't think he's gonna that's going to slip at all but I don't know where he's exactly at athletically. All right, before we get into some of the other signings the Giants did and some just general notes from around the league, we're only going to touch a little bit on that in today's podcast. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another player that the Giants worked out but haven't signed yet is a familiar face named Cody Kaur, who, if any of you guys remember, he tore his Achilles early last season, I believe it was, and was left off the roster, and now he's fully recovered. And Cody Kaur, he's a wide receiver. Nothing much to write home about from that skill set, but he is an exceptional player in terms of being a gunner on special teams, which is very valuable in the NFL, specifically for the Thomas McGahee, Joe Judge, Tom Quinn special teams unit, because last year... C.J. Board did a good job in that role, and then he ended up getting hurt, and obviously you, you also need two gunners, and I feel like they just used a hodgepodge of players, and it wasn't they couldn't really hone down on one core guy. I think core, haha, see what I did there? But I do believe he can, if he proves he's healthy, earn that role next to C.J. Board or possibly David Sills, who is another person flashing in camp right now, according to a lot of reports, and somebody who's flashed in camp a lot in the past, but then inevitably got injured. So... I think Core could have a shot if he gets the chance to come back to the New York Giants. We'll see if that happens in the coming days. But they added another wide receiver who's more, a little bit more specifically a wide receiver, and that is Damian Willis, who was an undrafted guy out of Troy who went to the Cincinnati Bengals, was on the Browns for a little bit, was on the Broncos last year, and now is on the New York Giants. I think he was released earlier this offseason by the Broncos. He only has nine catches for 82 yards in his career. 
And I think it's interesting because anybody who watches Last Chance U, he was on that program when he was at East Mississippi Community College and he kind of rose to go to Troy and then he had a solid career while at Troy, obviously the alma mater of O.C. Umanyora. But while he was at Troy, he had a pretty solid catch rate of 67.5% in his senior season, or his last season, I should say. He had 83 targets, caught 56 of them, and 10 touchdowns, 876 yards. And I remember briefly going over him during that draft process. What I remember about Willis is he's a good straight line speed. He was a little bit stiff in and out of his breaks, but he's a bigger guy, six foot four, about 200 pounds, and he was good in contested catch situations, but on those breaking routes were 90-degree breaks and things like that, I, I questioned if he had the separation ability now. I haven't seen his film since 2018, so it's been a hot minute, but those things are typically a little bit difficult to develop once you get into the league. But I still don't mind going out there and adding another big body receiver after you got rid of Kelvin Benjamin. Rice and John, I believe, ended up, who they're both like hybrid tight ends, but Rice and John, I believe, ended up on the COVID list. So you bring another big body guy, give him a shot, see if he can be that gunner for you, and see if you can really create the competition at that specific position, see if he offers anything as a receiver. But for the first time in a while, the Giants are pretty deep at the wide receiver position after adding Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney, and even John Ross, who's reportedly flashing in camp as well. So that's another player that the New York Giants added. I think it's a uh, interesting one to say the least, just because he is somebody who can provide strong contested catch abilities similar to Kenny Galladay. So we'll see what happens in camp with someone like a Damian Willis. So that's that with the New York Giants, but let's touch on some other just news and notes from around training camp in the National Football League right now. I don't think there's, I mean, there's nothing too intensive going on on the field, but there have been injuries of note and there is another big storyline that was pervading the entire offseason that now seems to be a little bit more clear and that is Aaron Rodgers who reported to camp looks like he's going to play his last season with the Green Bay Packers and he's probably going to get out of the contract that he has right now because he has that ability next year and then move on with his life along with Devontae Adams, who is up for contract as well. And he cut off the resigning, the potential resigning with the Green Bay Packers earlier this week. So after this season, there may not be any Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. It's looking like that, but he will be there this season. And then it definitely looks like Devontae Adams is going to be moving on. And they posted some cryptic thing on their Instagram at the same time they both posted something from the Michael Jordan documentary suggesting that this is the last dance that they're going to have together. What does that mean? They're going to retire after? More than likely not, but possibly just in Green Bay. Maybe they'll end up going to the same team. Who knows? We know Devontae Adams is a California kid. We know Aaron Rodgers is a California kid, but Probably not going to be going to the Chargers together with Justin Herbert there. And then you got to start looking at some of those other teams that are in California. The Rams, they just got Matt Stafford. Is Aaron Rodgers going to go there? But you're also talking about Aaron freaking Rodgers here, one of the best quarterbacks in recent memory. So I think the whole situation is somewhat fascinating. It's good to know that he's probably going to be back. But he voided 
the Green Bay Packers voided that 2023 season and the new contract adjustment. So they just tweaked a couple things in his contract to give Aaron a little bit more flexibility. And I guess Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, and company will move forward just 2021 in mind and then hope that Jordan Love is available for 2022 if Aaron Rodgers does decide to leave. And then we also had the Carson Wentz situation. So Carson Wentz, everybody knows, former Philadelphia Eagle, now Indianapolis Colt, tweaked his foot. And that is something that is not going to require surgery just yet. He's going to attempt to rest and rehab it, which leaves open the door for availability in week one. But man, that is not a great start for the Indianapolis Colts, a team that could realistically win that division with that really solid defense. And everyone expects Carson Wentz to be an upgrade over Phillip Rivers, at least from an arm strength and arm talent perspective. But we know between the ears with Carson Wentz is a a big question mark. And it's been really, really erratic and inconsistent. But now he's going to be missing a lot of training camp. Luckily, he's very familiar with Frank Reich and Frank Reich's system and what Frank Reich wants to do with his offense from Reich's time in Philadelphia, but still not an encouraging sign for Carson Wentz. And then we also had a slight shoulder injury for Dak Prescott, another NFC East quarterback, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be all that serious right now. But I think it's just interesting to bring up because we know that he had the entire rehab process with his leg from when he was injured against the Giants in week five last year. Himself, Amari Cooper is dealing with something, but he's supposed to be back by about mid-August. And Demarcus Lawrence is also not going to be active for the Cowboys kickoff game against the Steelers on Thursday, which is the Hall of Fame game, which marks the start of the NFL season, preseason, and all that. Amari Cooper is not going to play in that. Demarcus Lawrence is also not going to play in that game because Lawrence has a back issue. Cooper has an ankle issue, but many do not feel that Cooper or Lawrence will miss any of the regular season. Same with Dak Prescott. Former 2020 Giants running back, Devonta Freeman, signed a one-year deal with the Saints. So good for Devonta Freeman to try and get himself another gig. I thought he actually did a pretty solid job with the Giants until he ended up getting injured. I didn't think he was all that bad. Still showed a little bit of juice, had some solid vision. He's never really been the best pass-protecting type of running back. And obviously, he's probably not going to see the field with the Saints, even if he were to crack the roster. Doesn't have big special teams value. And I mean, Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray are a really good one-two punch. So he probably needs a injury to really make that roster. But still, get some money in training camp, see what he has left. And speaking of running backs that are really talented, Nick Chubb agreed to a three-year, 366 million dollar extension which a lot of people expected there have been a lot of people coming out of the cleveland camp talking about the importance of nick chubb and how he deserves to get paid i mean 20 million dollars of this is fully guaranteed great job for nick chubb and his camp to get this and giant fans get ready because if saquon barkley has the year that we hope he's going to have saquon barkley is looking at a deal that surpasses this by a lot and that's going to lead to probably salary cap issues down the line investing that much money in a running back is something that a lot of people question and i think rightfully so but still we love saquon barkley we love what he can offer but i think that a lot of factors need to be weighed in before 
a contract like that gets extended. But Nick Chubb getting his bread right here. And then another story that I find interesting, just because I feel like this is a player who is one of the more underrated players in the National Football League, is the Dolphins cornerback, Xavier Howard. He's requested a trade from the Miami Dolphins. Now, if you remember, the Dolphins signed Byron Jones in the 2020 free agency, and he's an absolute stud hybrid safety cornerback who can play boundary cornerback and eliminate number one targets. And then you have Xavier Howard, who is great. And then that same draft in 2020, the Miami Dolphins drafted Noah Igbenogany out of the University of Auburn. But Xavier Howard, who got paid recently, wants more money and more contract because he feels like he earned it last year and he wasn't receiving that from the Dolphins so he requested a trade earlier this week and this is an all pro type of cornerback so I think the asking price is going to be really really high this is not a great situation to deal with in training camp I mean you have somebody who is a 28 year old cornerback in the prime of his career coming off of a 10 interception season who now wants out and yes, you drafted somebody who could possibly fill in, but Igbenogany has all the athletic tools, but he was really raw coming out of Auburn. He didn't really see boundary corner, I don't think, all that often last year because Howard and and Byron Jones were both healthy a lot of the time, so he only came in and dime packages, and then in the nickel, they actually had somebody else fill that role. So I'm, not, I'm questioning if that if uh, Igbenogany is even going to be ready. So this is, this is not great for the Miami Dolphins, a team that realistically could make the playoffs this year and this is one of their best and most impactful defensive players who was an absolute stud for them last year and nobody wants this kind of distraction heading into camp nor do you want to lose one of your best players so best of luck to the Dolphins coaching staff and an organization as a whole to kind of mitigate that from spreading into the rest of their training uh, training camp and their roster and, and kind of distracting everybody from the actual task at hand which is to win football games. And that's all the time we have today, folks. Please head on over to the website, Big Blue View. Check out everything going on. We have Ed Valentine, Boots on Deck, at training camp, giving all of his analysis on what is going on on the field and letting us know what's actually happening. We're looking forward to this preseason, entire training camp, roll right into the regular season. Please come back and visit us on our podcast feed. That's Big Blue View. And then obviously at that website that I just referred to. And I'm Nicholas Filato, logging off here. Take care, everyone. Be safe and have a lovely day.